Actually, looking behind me, I'm going to have to up that 40 to 50%. Whoa. 40 to 50% are kickstarted, or 40 to 50% are not kickstarted? 40 to 50 Almost are not, so 50 to 60 are. Okay, so it is still greater kickstart than I think so. just buying off-the-shelf board games. I think so. And by off-the-shelf, I mean off of Amazon, because when's the last time <laughs> you went and bought a board game off-the-shelf? Like a couple months ago. Yeah, I was going to say a couple, <laughs> couple months ago. Oh, when we were yeah, over local board game shops. Yeah. Yeah. You bought I, that game with the squares? Yeah. Where you like fill in the squares? <laughs> See, I, I buy a lot of board games at this thing that we'd go to called PAX. <laughs> Lame. Forecast episode 162. Yes, somehow we have done 162 of these. Sure, it's not more. Well, we've done more, but we've not counted some of them because they've been alternative things like mm. uh, community podcasts that Owen did, the Makes sense. Marvel stuff that Jake and Caleb did, mm. a couple other things as well. Anyway, 162 episodes in. The Forecast is a bi weekly podcast streamed on Thursdays and released on podcast on Fridays. And hopefully YouTube on Friday soon, whenever Alex and I get around to like finalizing him doing the YouTube videos. That will, that'll work at some point. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, we are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a bunch of original content for you to browse through there, including our multi-arc Starfinder adventure, the Discord and Signal. We're actually on the second AP. We're like uh, two episodes in, so come check that out. Uh, additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Caleb? Hey, that's me. Jake? Uh, hey, what's up? Alex? Hello. Chad? I feel like if we wanted to trim down the intro, we could just like point them to a link tree or something. <laughs> I can do that. A lot of links that you just, you know, spout <laughs> off. <laughs> was a website, Discord, Twitter... I can Left. just start like I can just say you can go to the website and then not really. Oh, actually, the website I probably should describe, and then I won't describe any of the other links. I'll just be like, or you can check out our Discord, or you can check out our Facebook, or you mm -hmm. can check out. Yeah, ah, all or nothing, man. Okay, all right, I'm in. I want to start adding links. Owen, hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, I wanted to start off this week. We did our 24-hour stream. We haven't talked about this, right? No, no. we did it on the 5th. Yeah, this, is, this is our first uh, week back from it. Uh, we did our 24-hour stream on Saturday, November 5th, which was actually game day. For the first time in several years, we did actual game day. We did a 24-hour stream. That's kind of shocking. Yeah, I know. Kind of crazy that we were able to align schedules. But it happened. Um, we played a whole bunch of games together, primarily. Played some, you know, two, three, four-player games as well. But for the most part, it was all eight of us, or all seven of us, I guess, playing games together, hanging out. Um, Alex and Caleb and I did some weird things on, on stream just because we had I, people donating for us based on... That was cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you need to describe that because... I'll describe it. I'll describe images. it. Images you know, have come to head. For money. We, we took our clothes off That's the first step. Yes. Got in the hot tub. Yes. And it was just three dudes in the hot tub. How six far feet apart? apart? 
Six feet. I had an inflatable pickle rick. <laughs> inflatable pickle rick, huh? Were you all yeah. in bikinis? 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was a good time. No, we, um, <laughs> so we were given some tasks to do in order to get donations from some friends of ours who played in our other Starfinder campaign. Shout out to Melinda and Aaron and Janae, EH. Um, some of those things included, like, I had to act as one of the characters from our other campaign for 10 minutes. Um, horrible, Caleb had to eat a piece of broccoli, also which was horrible. awful for him. It was great for everybody the worst else. part of Caleb's ear, Almost actually. threw up immediately. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it. Uh, Alex was supposed to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent for 10 minutes. I learned post-stream and didn't do it. <laughs> so I cannot do accents. accents. Listen, as it's Derek so would bad. say, it's for the children, Alex, and you didn't I, commit. I loved that I started getting some of Alex's stuff that he wasn't doing, and they were like, oh, and you said you wanted to do stuff for money? Here, do these challenges, and we'll give you $10. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Okay, did I catch on to something when you said meow at one point, or did you just say meow randomly? Uh, I had to say meow. Them. I had to like, like you know, put it in the conversation casually about ten, I think ten times. Yeah. Um, I also had to say anytime somebody left the stream, I had to say Elvis has left the building, mm. which I I probably uh -huh. said a dozen or so times. I never got called out on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you um, just say that normally. Is the yeah. Weird yeah. Thing. Well, <laughs> that was the weird Aaron, one. Aaron, I, I was Aaron again. <laughs> Aaron, I do. I do have a question. We yeah. were promised uh, hot dogs being eaten. Yeah. I, I don't recall any hot dogs being eaten on stream. Did that happen uh, when no, I wasn't no, part no. of the thing? I ate all ten hot dogs <laughs> off screen, which is why mm. Derek paid a hundred dollars. Derek gave us a hundred dollar donation. So thanks, okay. Derek. Wow. Thanks, that Derek. did happen though. Okay. And hot, all at once, or all at once? Yeah. That is a lot of dogs. Yeah. It was great. It was, did you it was like good go, times. and then yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then I just did that ten times in a row because technically <laughs> I ate them. I just happened to regurgitate mm. them. Yep. Yeah. It was good times, counts. guys. I want to point out this is the first year that I didn't get sick after the podcast, uh, the, the extra life, and it is probably only because nice. I took a nap. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it was the nap. <laughs> I also had COVID like two weeks before, so I was like, I know, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> man um i think highlights of the stream i would say honestly i've had the most fun playing um monster camp every time uh, I knockout do it. city yeah you're right yeah knockout city yeah, that's <laughs> number one for me uh no monster camp was great and we played the new the new game which is what road trip road trip monster road trip yep monster, monster road, road trip. trip uh super fun that game gets really weird at times at one point i sat back and i realized that all five guys who were playing this game were having a casual conversation about one of the characters' vagina, <laughs> and that was that was that was a strange time. It was it was very weird. I was but, enjoying it. <laughs> uh, in general, the game is super fun. I I had a blast playing it, and I don't even play. I'm just the narrator. Yeah, you're just the. That but is you do such a good playing. job. Oh, thanks, so. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it is it is by far one of the things that I always hear. Uh, from people that are watch my stream of just being like, hey, I love the fact that you do that, uh, do monster prom. Like they love the the, the monster prom game. Um, also, it was so good that I was requ uh, someone requested me to send them uh, the file of us playing it because they missed nice. it, it that it happened earlier in the day. So uh, if anybody wants, it's up on my YouTube. You can watch just the excerpt of us playing that game for two hours. Nice. I will also call out, I think uh, Fight Night was very good. It was a really cool part of the stream. 
everybody swapping in and out playing like i don't know that was like the fastest swapping of yeah. cameras and camera positions and players i saw and it just really you were fun. having fun with doing that yeah, yeah. Really i saw fun. you get more efficient with like how you were changing everything as we went through it you had like had two to... scenes going at one point swapping them back and forth i had to figure out how to do it man um also of note are alex's game selections for this year because they were all just absolutely incredible Loved them Didn't all. Didn't work out this time. Dragon Ball <laughs> The Breakers, probably the best biggest, game we played My stream. biggest complaint is that we ended up playing The Breakers so much. We were having so much fun. We That's didn't true. want to play anything else. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then there was Penguin Heist, which, I mean, we got oh, stuck playing that game for a long time because it was so, like, in you know, just... The only was, reason we stopped one. was to play more Breakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were a lot of... Um, Steam refunds right after the 24-hour stream. <laughs> every every game that I bought for the 24-hour stream, I returned. <laughs> yeah, there were there were definitely some games that just didn't quite do it. Yeah, I will say the um the what was that uh, just act natural game? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't remember who suggested that, but that was a free to play game, me. and I kept it. That was good. I did enjoy playing. You, you that one. didn't refund the free to play one. Got it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I didn't even uninstall it. It's still because I was like, oh, this yeah. was fun. I want to play this again. Like, this was a good time. It didn't. I didn't know if people were actually into it or not when we were doing it. Oh, I. I would have played. I think. I think that was one of those games that I was like, I could do this for another thirty minutes, but after that, I would have gotten bored. Yeah, like it, we were playing it for I think almost just the amount of right amount of time. The other thing I think, like specifically about our twenty four hour stream, the thing I've learned is that uh, as we get later in the day, we should play less competitive games. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, to like you know, you've been up for a while, you've been up for twenty hours, tensions are high, you're exhausted, you're like, all right, another coffee or another Red Bull or another Monster or whatever you're drinking, and another five hour energy, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, midnight ghost hunt, let's do it, guys. Oh boom, 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 harpoon weapon. Oh. No, bad idea. Salt shotgun, bad idea, or whatever that freezing SMG there was. Yeah, that freezing SMG is even worse, honestly. <laughs> like. I felt so bad after complaining about the harpoon. I whip that out, and then I see Aaron not able to run away, and I'm like, "Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah." I think it's just game. You know, it it literally is. I think if we played that at another time, it'd be fine. But honestly, late in the day, everybody's tired. Mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. enjoy Knockout City because I was so exhausted by the time I was playing it at two o'clock in the morning. I mean, yeah, it's so fun. We've definitely had this conversation in length, but I don't understand the design choice behind that game. I, it's just it boggles my mind on why behind do. specifically midnight ghost hunt because yeah, I haven't done this knockout city yeah 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 <clears throat> knockout city on the other hand it's good it's just a fun game they should have cool not released it for a price they should have been free <laughs> yeah, knockout city more. was one of those one of those games that I like I played one round of it and I felt that fatigue and I was like I'm not doing this yeah, I'm just you not. joined you didn't play with us earlier so you joined way late and everybody yeah. already like kind of. I wouldn't say mastered, but at least gotten a hang of all of the buttons and such. And so we yep. also threw you into a free-for-all, which is probably not the best. <laughs> True. Probably team match first would have been good. Yeah, it'd probably been a good idea. Uh, I also wanted to highlight, just before we hop off of Extra Life here, in terms of fundraising, last year I went back and I listened. We raised $8,110, which is a crap ton of money. Um, this year we have so far raised $7,347. Nice. So we are actually nice. not super far from our, you know, our, the money raised from last year. We are also not far from our goal, which was $8,000 this year. So if you have 
all of a sudden come into just a big sum of money <laughs> or even a small sum of money. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this, but I need to donate your, it. Your dead aunt Petunia. Well, I wasn't going to be real specific about it, Owen, but I mean, you know what? If you, I guess, have a Aunt Petunia that just recently passed away and gave you a whole bunch of money, and even if she said, I don't want this going to children, let me tell you, <laughs> extra life and just what they do with money, with donation for all these hospitals is excellent. So go to oh, our yeah. page, donate. We'd love to hit the 8,000 mark for the end of the year. That would be awesome. Yeah, and I think, you know, all in all, I'm really proud of the amount that we've raised because I think we, last year, I won a couple thousand, if I'm not mistaken, from the... You got a lot. I think, I think yeah. it was 3,000, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it was a large amount. And so the fact that we're able to get up to close to that without having that big chunk from the the tournament winnings like just fucking good job everybody around like we did a great job raising money uh this year i'm really proud of us i, I really somewhere around 1500 for this year's competition right yeah yeah so yeah somewhere around there i really want to encourage those that met their money goal this year to just just move that move that up a little tiny bit next year we'll make it work we'll make it happen Guys, you can do it. I see a I see a two hundred dollar goal in here. It was well exceeded. We can beat that. We can beat it next year. Just bump it up to five hundred, and we'll get we'll get to like nine thousand, maybe ten thousand dollars next year. Who knows? Oh, I don't know that my, some more stuff. my goal informs. Whoa! How I much I make in any way? You didn't have to bring up your goal. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like the individual goals. I don't think, if, at least for me, make any sort of difference. Wow, mm. I'm an underachiever here. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it makes a difference to me. I I begged and pleaded to get across that thousand dollar mark. I told people Aaron would eat fifty hot dogs per dollar. Well, that seemed Derek, to inspire a lot of people. Derek and I were talking earlier, and he told me to specifically tell everyone on the podcast that next year there would be a hot dog eating challenge that he would do, and he was going to raise the most money. <laughs> Oops. He well, said that it, like. Is he doing like a dollar a hot dog? That's a no, lot of hot dogs. It's ten dollars a hot dog. Oh, okay. He but said that's... in the chat that he's gonna eat one hot dog per every fifty plus dollar donation. That's... Oh, that's right. There that's was... right. Fifty dollar donation. Are they gourmet hot dogs? So it's kind of reverse. Like... like it's not on him for how many hot dogs he eats. Just however many donations come in, that's how many he has to eat. Oh. Fifty dollar donations. Big mistake, yeah. Derek. Uh, Flip that's that around yeah. right now. That's a lot of <laughs> hot dogs, man. Yikes. I just said I had... I'm going to tell everybody to split their donations into $50 increments. Yep. So we get the most $50 donations possible. I was going to say, I'll, I'll uh, start getting some like hot peppers or something and eat them for $50 a donation. Seems solid. I feel like that would also help with the notification problem I was having where I had to turn down the, the children cheering. Yeah. <laughs> like, at loud. one point... At one point, I was just like, I'm, I might actually mute this. Like, <laughs> it is going on for so long. Just like one after another. People were just donating constantly. My favorite uh, notification on all of the things that we do is definitely the My Heart Will Go On on the recorder. Mm -hmm. Really Honestly, good addition, just, Jake. That's so long. Every time. Yeah, it's, it is. It's so good. <laughs> it's like just too long. It makes it even better. Just too and, long and just too loud. Yeah. All right, let's move on. 24-hour stream. Uh, if you can donate, please do. We would love to hit that $8,000 mark. If you can't, no big deal. Uh, join us next year. We would love to have you join us during our 24-hour stream. Uh, let's move on to what you've been playing lately. Uh, Owen, we're going to start with you this week. 
Yeah, uh, so I've been playing this game called Marauders. Um, it's a pretty fun game. You guys played it for the 24-hour stream. Uh, you also played it, like, one day uh, later, and I bought it to play it with you all, and then um, no one ever played it again. But <laughs> I did, and I'm having a great time playing by myself. So joke's on you. Um, you got us. Yeah, <laughs> game's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm having a great time with it. It's, like, just space Tarkov with World War II guns, um, apparently. That's what everyone else has described it as. I've never played Tarkov, so Chad, is that accurate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, cool. it's, it's space Tarkov. It's uh, more casual. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you don't have to know how to build a weapon in IRL to go in and actually be able to get <laughs> no, kills. No kidding, dude. Like, Holy crap. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I had a good time just booting it up, and, you know, I've been playing with some randoms on the Marauders Discord or just doing some solo runs, and I'm just having a good time. I like the that there's um, bots in there, um, so sometimes it's just, you know, I'm clearing out a ship or something, and it's just a bunch of bots. I'm like, I, hey, I'm having fun shooting them and, you know, not getting just dunked on by people that have played it for hundreds of hours and have like all of the best guns and gears and stuff. I mean, those yeah. people do exist and they do show up, but sometimes they don't. And I'm having a good time. I still um, can't believe that during the 24 hour stream, the number four guy in the world playing Marauders came and murdered our entire team. Wow. <laughs> yep. Just, just, just the one guy. Just, do you, oh, I mean, yeah. It was just, nah, him. he was solo. Yeah. Yeah. He just Dang. wiped the floor with us. I mean, he was, was like, he using an MG? Fully like, kitted what out. was. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he had. I couldn't find it. So everything looks the same in that game. So when I went back to the stream, uh, couldn't find the location that we died ever. And I was kind of getting a, like a move on with either changing games or requeuing or so I didn't really look too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, uh, you know, I've, I've had some good times and I definitely think it's a cool game to be able to get some friends, jump on a ship, do some kind of space combat. And then when that goes to shit, then just boarding either each other's ships or going into the raid and shooting up stuff. It's a it's a pretty fun game. It's not um, bad for thirty bucks. Pretty good. Don't say space combat to me. <laughs> I'm gonna start having Starfinder flashbacks. <laughs> oh yeah. How is the ship to ship combat in that? Is it? I mean, I like the ship to ship combat. It's it's not too complicated. Uh, it's, it's I. It's slightly it was... quicker than Starfinder Starship <laughs> Combat. Yeah. Quicker? Wow, that's crazy. I, 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 so like, it's, it's, I also appreciate that it's not like as... Uh, a, I don't want to say complicated, but it's not as like um, uh, as aggressive, I guess, as um, something like uh, the Star Wars uh, Squadrons kind of ship oh, yeah, combat. It's not, slower it's not really like dogfights. It's more like... Uh, like naval like, combat almost yeah yeah naval combat ish mm -hmm. yeah you've you got can, like, like somebody piloting broad. and then like your other crewmates can run and like grab the turrets mm. and shoot at other ships gotcha. yeah and you, you do like a salvo of shots before it has to reload for like four or five seconds so you just like just you know just do a couple shots at them and hopefully that you hit them or you know you're there you're dodging what they're putting at you and then it reloads and then you just go at it again and then if you know if you disable them or something like that you can then board their ship and try to take it over and then steal it which i've done a couple of times as a solo taken to some interceptors uh from other players which has just been a lot of fun of just 
taking out these big ships that other people own and then just being like, yeah, your shit's mine now. Um, you can you can go hop in the escape pods. That's how you go bored. Yeah. You launch an escape pod and then you drive it at the other ship and burrow it into the ship and land. Pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's a cool game. I would recommend uh, people get it and play it with your friends. And if you don't have friends, make new friends and play it anyway. Um, so it's it's a good time. I would recommend it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's uh, all I've been playing recently. Really, is that and you know playing some uh, Apex. Good old Apex. Yeah. Okay, mm, Jake. Do you have anything? Because there's nothing on your yeah, list. Yeah, I know. Well, I, <laughs> the, the only like game game I've played that I haven't already talked about is the big one that we're going to talk about. All of us playing, three of us playing, I guess. Uh, I guess I have also been playing Bloons, but that's not. I don't really have a lot to say about that. I was literally talking to a friend. He was like, "Are you playing Bloons like the tower defense game?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why?" <laughs> I was like, I don't, "It's fun. I don't know. I don't really have like a reason for you. It's just." it's fun it's easy i can boot it up and like do around and then i can go do something else it's just fun i don't know co-op mode adds a little bit of extra to it too i feel like the co-op is basically the same experience as playing it solo i don't know i feel like you you have less agency over what other people are doing so you got to kind of I guess, but then Balance when it gets hard, trust. You but then when it gets difficult, you basically all got to agree on a plan, anyways. That's kind of true. So it's like you might as well just play it alone. I don't know. I mean, it's still fun. <laughs> it's fun, and like you just get to like chill and play balloons, and balloons is fun. But like, it's like co- I don't know. co-op, we usually like end up specializing in like I'm the guy that does all the site so that we can deal with camo stuff, mm. and like I'm the guy that does like. Breaking the heavy things, and I'm the Moab person, like that kind of stuff. It's not a bad. It kind of split I up know. roles. So we, it has the co-ops. I guess a little bit interesting because you can split the map. So rather than yeah. being like the whole map's open, it can be like, oh, player A is top left, player B is top right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you can also just have it do like weird splits where it's like there's a circle in the middle, so one person gets that circle and everyone else gets around it. It can do like an L-shaped split. Is there's all kinds of crazy options, uh, but I know the first time we played, I ended up like the last quarter of the track, which basically meant no balloons were ever going to make it to me. <laughs> so I just spent the whole game building long range bullshit that can hit from the far side of the map. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fine, but it was easy. Yeah, snipers. I built a lot of helicopters, airplanes. But. I mean, it's it's fun. I I don't have much to say about it. It's fun. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's good. The end. Cool. 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 <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I was just gonna talk about Marauders, but we already talked about that. And then I remembered. Oh yeah, I went on vacation, and while I was there, I had my Steam Deck with me. Um, I had downloaded. Uh, what's the first Batman that you guys have been trying to get me to play? Oh my god, did you play <laughs> Arkham, Arkham Origins? Arkham uh, Asylum. Asylum. No, you're right. Origins <laughs> would have been a huge. Mistake. What's the other? It's Origins Asylum City. and City, City and mm. Night. Whatever the first one is, you actually cannot play Asylum. it on Steam Asylum. Deck. So I had I had downloaded it and then I went to play it and it's like, oh yeah, this God. is not compatible. You're breaking mm. my heart. So I went to play. No, I think it was. It might have been Origins that wasn't compatible. What's the one we play? Is Catwoman. City. Okay, City. City was compatible. That's the only one that you can play <laughs> on the Steam Deck to now. To be fair. Hmm. The best one. So <laughs> it's the best one. 
if only one's gonna work it might as well be that one i yeah. guess um i i played a little bit of that it, I, I can tell you already i'm going to like it um mm-hmm. it was right towards the end of the trip because i didn't get a chance to have good internet for basically the entire time i was on vacation so i finally got it towards the end very fun um i'm sure i will play the rest of the way through that the other thing i played though i did want to mention is cultic i don't know if anybody's played this it's like a retro uh first person shooter kind of like doom-esque mm-hmm. uh quake-esque uh retro graphics a whole bunch of cool weapons everybody explodes when you shoot them there's uh dynamite and it's just a really fun shoot 'em up game run around very fun uh overwhelmingly positive on steam right now so if you're looking for something in the doom realm that's old school retro very fun enjoyable um yeah oh and it's 3d realms game so oh yeah there you go all right let's uh let's move on alex yeah did you play anything (laughs) <laughs> yep, I've, cool, I've been playing cool, the big, cool. the big one, the big one. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Awesome. All right. Let's move on, Caleb. Other than the big one and balloons, which Jake mentioned, but there's not a lot to say about. Uh, also went on vacation recently and took my Steam Deck and played a new game called Beacon Pines, which came out not too long ago. It kind of plays like a visual novel or maybe just a adventure game. But it plays out through a storybook that the narrator is like currently writing as they talk to you. Hmm. And you play as a like 12 year old kid exploring this mystery in his town and uh, his group of friends trying to figure out what's going on. And it's really good. It's got really good story, excellent writing, characters are really cool. I have re- thoroughly enjoyed playing it. I would highly suggest checking it out if you want something a little, a little slow. A little story based. It's quite I good. I knew I'd get all you guys playing visual novels one day. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly does, but surely. You'll see. It does you'll have all a see. slightly interesting gameplay mechanic when it comes to that because you you make like some choices, but all of your choices are based on these things called charms, which are essentially just words that you find by doing actions in the world. So like the first one you find, you walk through a bunch of weeds and you sneeze and you get the tickle charm because it like tickles your nose. And then later, you can use the word tickle in the book as a choice. Mm. And it saves at every choice point. It's called, they call them turning points. And it has like a tree that you can go back to any, any one and immediately replay it and play it on a different path. And so you'll, oh. you'll be kind of going down the left side of the tree and you'll get to a dead end and you'll have to start going down the right side. And then you'll find a new word that you can use on a previous turning point. So you can like go back to an earlier part of the story and change it and see how it plays out from there. It's it almost cool. sounds like um, that's cool. Not exactly the same, but almost like oh, that game where you have time travel powers. You're a teenage girl. There's three of them now. Life is strange. Life is strange. Yeah. It does seem a little bit like that. I haven't played Life is Strange. I know. Have you really not? I haven't. I really haven't. Wow, the first one's yeah. really freaking good. I need to play it. Just it haven't is. gone back to it. But yet, a little bit, like, from what I've heard, like that. Okay, okay. It, and that does game doesn't let pretty... you go, like, super far back. Mm. It's usually just the immediate change, but... Yeah. This you game can, still like, make a choice and then go back. Plays out pretty linearly, because There's you kind of have to go down certain paths in order to find words to go down other paths. 
So at, at first there's some kind of choice to it, but then it becomes kind of a linear path where you have to keep traveling down different paths of the story and finding the actual way you need to move forward. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm following. Really cool it's story, cool. though. Yeah. Then the narration is excellent. Okay. Uh, Chad, I was going to call on you, but you might as well just move us right into games, because I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Yeah, well, you know, I've been playing a, a bit of just Modern Warfare bit. 2. I, uh, out of the 51 guns that you can level, I have 11, and I'm not counting the rocket launchers, which is would make it 15. Um, just because I don't plan on leveling the rocket launchers. I don't like rocket launchers, so... Anyways, uh, leveling in this game is actually pretty quick, so it's not, not been too hard. Back in previous... I think I explained this last time. Back in the previous God... Uh, levels were like 55 max, but this one is like 29 is the highest I've seen, so pretty fast with the double XP tokens, and you could go on invasion and like kill NPCs, and you get it you know, levels there. Snipers are probably going to be easiest in DMZ, which is the Escape from Tarkov mode that they came out with. Um, it's, it's interesting. I think that there's a lot of development that needs to go into it. Uh, it's, it's beta currently, quote-unquote. Um, so they're they're just testing out some things. Uh, there's no economy that you can like work with outside of the game, so you can't buy weapons. Um, you can't like buy items or perks or anything like that, like outside of the drop. Like in most of the uh, escape games, like Tarkov, you can purchase weapons, go in, and any money you get when you extract um, goes into like a currency pool, and then you can pay for more weapons, trade, sell weapons. Like, none of that's in this. Um, the money that you get from raids, you get, you get a ton, too. Uh, you can use that buy stations, or you just keep it, and it's just XP for your character. So you can... That's another mode that you can level yourself up uh, in on uh, the, the season, which uh, I believe, if I look at it, it's like 200 is max. And there's, like, prestiges and stuff like that you could go through, like the, the old games. You're, um, you're supposed to, like, sell that stuff during the game. If you don't want it to be XP, is that what you're saying? Uh, so that you know how, like, on your on the bottom left hand corner, there's like your team and it's like the health bars and stuff like that, and then you yeah. can see everybody's money. If it's money, it's gonna be XP, like, the, you don't bring the money out of the DLC. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, it just you turns can find into... like valuables. Like, I found a wristwatch that was worth like $800 or whatever, you know? Yeah, and it just sits in my backpack, and I didn't know what to that... do with that that auto sells and it turns into money and then that turns into ex experience. That's, that's all that's happening, which I'm thinking because of things like that, where there's like the watch that's worth 800 or like a laptop or, uh, they'll eventually change it. They're just testing out the mode and seeing how people like it. And they'll eventually change it to where it's more along the lines of like Marauders hunt, uh, escape from Tarkov where you're actually buying kits to bring in and then you could lose those kits. Cause there's also yeah. the insurance thing where you can like, build a gun so like since i have like almost every gun leveled i was able to fully kit out an m4 and bring it in and then it just turned into contraband and it wasn't in the insured box anymore uh and the insured box now has two hours to reset so i can't constantly bring in my own weapons um and i can't constantly build out my own weapons but once every two hours you can kind of go into the weaponsmith and it, it was like confusing to me because i'm like i'm not like every escape game that I've played is like you're using currency to like build these kits out. And so I was like, so what is this? What is the point of this insured box? 
and I I still don't really understand it, but uh, the gameplay flow is kind of interesting. You're you're shooting a lot of NPCs, um, not really seeing a lot of actual people. I think it's only like twenty players a lobby with like a giant map. Dang. And uh, they cycle in though, so like if four people leave, four people can come in, or like you know solos can come in to fill a squad, the the spot. A trio and a solo can come in. Um, it's kind of Sea of Thieves-esque that way, where, you know, on Sea of Thieves with a huge map, there's only, like, two galleons, three bit brigs, and, like, four sloops that could be on the map at one time. So, some, something like that. Um, but basically, you go to strongholds and stuff, and, and you, you know, before you get there, you have to, like, find key cards to open the doors. Um, there's proximity chat, where you can actually talk to other players. We had a interesting interaction with a group yesterday. Um, I walked over, and First we shot at them, but then I was like, wait, 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 we don't want to fight. Uh, we actually have this quest where we need a stronghold key to, you know, open a stronghold. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I got a stronghold key. And he, like, threw it down. I walked over, picked it up, said thank you, walked away. And, you know, the whole we don't want to fight thing actually worked out for once in a video game. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Like, day one of the release, it seems like everybody's, like, willing to cooperate. And, like, the whole, like, I'm friendly, don't shoot thing actually does work. I feel like in a couple of weeks it's going to devolve to what it always is where somebody's stabbing somebody in the back constantly or just shoot on sight immediately or whatever. Sure. But Speaking of stabbing in the back, um, there is a system to where if you go into DMZ by yourself, uh, there's teams of three, right? Um, so you can go in with a, a trios or you go in by yourself. If you go in by yourself, you can use your middle mouse button to uh, hold it down on another player and invite them to your squad. And now you guys are teammates and you are linked for the rest of the time that you're on DMZ. You cannot hmm. detach from each other. You cannot say, oh, I'm not going to be your friend anymore and kill them right at the, the extract. You're just friends now. And you're just, you know, you can hear them as if he's in your party. Um, and I thought that was a really cool idea because the games have tried that in the past, but you've always had the ability to unlink. And there's, it's always become just a grief fest and nobody does the team up thing. Um, so I thought that was a cool aspect um the map seems very 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 big mm -hmm. uh and if we move on to i don't know if you have anything else to say about uh, dmz or if anybody has questions we can i, I, I was just gonna say i really like the gameplay loop for now i think it's probably gonna get old until they start really investing in some sort of economy on the back end where you're buying things and yeah. bringing it back into the game um because there's only so many things you can do in the world you know, you can go to a stronghold. You can, like you were saying, you can turn on a SAM site and shoot down planes and go pick things up. You can uh, find keys throughout the map that open areas that you actually cannot access unless you have a very specific key to, like airport security or, you know, there's like specific banks or hotels. You have to find a key somewhere on the map and then you can bring it back in in a, in a you know, future run of DMZ and go open that door and find out what's behind it. But at some point, you're going to basically you know, do all of those things. There are missions you can do. There are, you know, various things throughout the maps that are unique as well. Like you can pick up a box that has a specialized gun in it, or you can also go into a radiation zone, fight a bunch of enemies with a mask and pick up some cool weapons there. But at some point that, that part's going to probably get old, even though the map's so big. So I, I think probably having it in beta now, figure out what people like and what they don't like. And then implementing that as a part of the back end for an economy system for buying and selling things will be a that's probably a pretty good choice for them in terms of implementation yeah i was thinking about this the other day or today maybe 
And they all run I'm, together, Alex. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, like, what is what is the point of, like, Tarkov or Marauders? Or, like, what is the point of those games? Is it just to, like, get good loot? And then, like, what do you do once you have good loot? You just kill other players? Like, yeah. what's the end goal? I mean, it's just a looter shooter, but it's more extreme. Like, what's the end goal of, like, Warzone, for instance? You get the best loot, and then... The, well, the end, the match end goal of Warzone is, is to win. Like, you defeat all the other players. Yeah. And, and like, extracting in DMZ d- is not the same, like, mm-hmm. feeling of success as, like, beating everybody else oh, in Warzone. Sure. So for sure. There, I was I'm, wondering, like, what the, what the end goal is. I can't speak on Escape from Tarkov, uh, except for what I've been told and, like, what I've kind of seen. But from what I understand, there's like quests and stuff like that you could do in there. So you're always kind of trying to do the next quest and it, you know, leads you to harder and harder areas. So you mm-hmm. get, you know, good loot, then you go to the hard area and then you're fighting like the bots that have basically division style armor where you're just dumping into them constantly and they finally die after like 10, 20, 30 clips. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess it's just the the thrill of having that loot and then being able to kill other people, like just, just killing other people is another end goal. It's just, or then you just, that's it. You like you, once you get all your gear that you ever wanted, you just troll other players pretty much. I mean, what's the end goal of like rust, for instance, that's the same thing. You just get yeah. a ton of loot and troll other people. And like, just, you know, having that thrill of like, if I die, I'm losing $30 million worth of items. <laughs> Like, and then, and then you do die and then you've made like a noob's ga- day because they just pick up that $30 million worth of items and they're now like stacked for that next run. Um, but pretty much like you just never want to lose those items. And so you get good enough to where you don't lose those items. Kind of like if, you know, you played Warzone, PUBG, et cetera, you get good enough to where you just win every match. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's the end goal. So for DMZ, uh, like the only things that I can see right now, that's like the the end goal, quote unquote, is just leveling up your guns because it's super easy to level up snipers with all of the NPCs around. Um, you also get like so much XP for it too. Like you go into a a regular online match, it takes forever to lo- uh, level up your sniper. You go into a DMZ, I got like three to four levels within like 30 seconds. So it was wild. Like there's just so many yeah. enemies that you can kill and they, they don't shoot back really except, for, you know, they do, but they're bots. So they're like missing some shots. And then when they do laser beaming, you're sad, but um, <laughs> you're sad. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I had, I'll, I think I had another thought that ran away from me. So I will jump back to it if I do think about it. Um, but we want to move on to the war zone side. Sure. So we tried a couple times to play Warzone. I think we got through what, like two matches. I think we need and, to try again. But, oh, hundred yeah, like percent. Like matches. I can't. I formulated a, a judgment on it last night, which I will not repeat, um, <laughs> because I feel like it's too soon to kind of say we only yeah. played two matches, and it took us ten match tries that the lobbies just weren't I mean, loading. So we sat it, in the lobby it, like forever. It, it was definitely twenty minutes between the two matches. Oh at least. yeah, it was. I would say longer. Like it was a yeah. while. Like we would get what was happening is it, it wanted you to get to 152, which is now the maximum player count, not 100, 152. Uh, it wanted to get to 152 players, but it would only get to like 130. 
so it wouldn't start the game. And so we sat there, then people kept leaving, then we'd leave, then we'd join into another match, 130, rinse, repeat. And that happened, like, like I said, like 10 times. So finally we got into a match. Alex somehow didn't get into the match, so we're down a man. Uh, yeah, I got kicked to the main menu with some dev error. Well, I mean, he was really the problem in us getting into a match in general, so I'm glad he left. And like I said, I'm not going to be uh, opinionated on this right now because we do need to play more. Um, but there are new systems in Warzone. The, the looting system is different. Um, mm -hmm. it's, has, you have a backpack now, so you, it's like slightly PUBG style, slight, like slight Warzone, so you can still pick the guns off, off the ground and, and you know, they're in your one or two slot. Um, but then you also have a backpack that you can carry like extra armor plates, extra ammo, uh, UAVs, uh, you know, various things. And you have various sizes of backpacks that you can pick up, um, so that you can like carry more, you know, you, you have like six slots. Now you have eight slots. Now you have 10 slots. Um, and then you also, they added, uh, a shield system, which like the plating system has always been in the game, um, where you can go up to three plates, but they added a, sh uh, a plate carrier system, which basically means uh, at the beginning of the level, you start with two. Like, you can only go up to two. That's your max. And then you can find another, like, plate vest, and now you can have three. And so, that you know, it added the, a little bit more RNG element to you being, quote-unquote, max shield for the, the Battle Royale round. Those are the two things that I... Oh, they did take away loadouts being as um prominent and frequent yep you can you can buy a single gun out of uh the cash shop and there are loadout events and there also are from the dmz they brought over the strongholds so there's npcs and stuff you can kill the uh npcs of the stronghold and get a loadout there as well i will say the buying a single weapon from one of the buy stations is like five thousand dollars which wasn't it $10,000 to buy a loadout for everyone on your team prior to this, like in Warzone 1? Yeah, it was. And now, now it's 5000 per gun. Yeah. It's very expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say the the thing that stood out to me almost immediately, uh, everything you've talked about already, yes. Um, also, the map is so freaking busy. When I, I remember playing like just... OG Warzone and like while the map has a lot going on on it it doesn't when you look at it you're not like overtly just like wow there is so much crap on this map how do I figure out where the heck we're going A and B what we're planning on doing because you can there's all kinds of things for you to go focus on on the map and it's big enough I think that even with 150 players you could spend your time kind of moving around rather slowly and not really interact with a lot of people if you want if you really just want to like loot for a while find some like good gear before you go you know, interact with another squad, you could probably do that, but there's also a lot of other things you can do. Um, you can pick up other, uh, you know, missions you can do, whether it's, uh, finding, finding another player and killing them or an escort mission or, um, uh, do they even have destroy the destroy supply cash missions in that? I, I don't, we didn't Man, pick one up. I, we, I was sitting there complaining so much about the UI of that game <laughs> that I couldn't even, I didn't even focus on any of the contracts because I was tr trying to figure out where the ping was that somebody pinged and also who pinged it because in Warzone oh, uh, 2019, I guess we'll start saying Warzone 1 and 2.0. How about that? 1.0, there were colors on the pings. So like say, I don't know, Alex's party color was green. When he pings on the map, it was green. 
everyone's ping is white. Every single person in your party is white. Until so, you look at it. Right. Like, and, so, and so I was like, all right, there's a guy over in that building. I just pinged it. And then Aaron's like 230 meters up the hill. No, 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 no. That's Alex's ping. My ping's over here on the building 40 meters away. Yeah. Like, I, I can understand what, why he looked up the hill because there was, you know, two pings and like you wouldn't. Yes. They're not co colored until you look at them. So like. Yeah. Ugh. Until you're until in game, you are looking, you're physically looking at the ping and it's like in your reticle. It will not show a dot that indicates what player has pinged that. It's just a white triangle or a white outline over something, whether it's an enemy or a target or a contract or whatever. That, that's all it is. So it's really difficult to discern between one and the other. I thought about that thought that ran away from me. So switching back to DMZ for one second. One of the cool things, which for some reason has not worked for Aaron and Alex, we need to revisit this. Mm -hmm. Uh there are weapons that take, and I think I talked about this last podcast when I was on, uh, there are weapons that you have to like level up the M16 to get the M4, the M4 to get the AK, the AK to get, you know, instead of just being your player level, it's, it's you're leveling up guns first to get the next tier of the gun. Uh, in DMZ, if there is like an M4 on the ground and you don't have it unlocked back in your arsenal in multiplayer or Warzone, uh, if you take that M4 in your hands out onto the helicopter and extract with it, you've unlocked it without doing the XP grind. Mm. So that's that's pretty cool. For some reason, it hasn't worked for Alex and Aaron, uh, but I, I mean, I just did it a couple times today. I got an LMG and the M13, which the M13 mm. just got released. Um, and it's it's actually locked to DMZ to like teach you that you can you know, bring weapons out. And then the LMG uh -huh. was locked behind a couple things. So that that's really that's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts about Warzone? I feel like I need to play more of it before I have a good opinion. I mean, the 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 thing I will say about this Modern Warfare is that I feel like the game overall feels really good. They optimized uh, it incredibly, honestly. Yeah, it's I nuts. Did feel a little bit of degrading gameplay when I was in Warzone, but that's like the first time sure. that I have. DMZ was fine. Yep. Which I mean, there's only 20 players in that. I I, sure. can, I can understand why 150 <laughs> players. There's going to be some like weirdness, uh, right. especially the first day that we're launching in and having server yeah. issues and right. you know all, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the multiplayer flawless. I I actually am able to play, which I was not able to in 2019. Uh, full screen barless, mm. and I'm actually fine with playing it that way. Nice. Um, Honestly, if I get more competitive, I will start doing exclusive because it's just it's just always better. Yeah. Um, but there was zero chance that I was able to play Borderless in 2019 and actually be able to like feel my mouse uh, being raw and accurate. Yeah. I think after we play a few more rounds, and and I'm sure they will be patching things almost immediately. There are a whole bunch of people complaining about the ping system already. And oh, just yeah. a lot of other UI, you know, UX decisions that they've made well, that are just I feel like they back hired like maybe somebody from like ESPN or Hulu, and, and they were <laughs> like, "Hey, yo, I know our, you know, menus have always been like really good. You know, everybody loved the Modern Warfare, you know, 2009 menus. Uh, 2019 was okay. People put up with it. It was fine. But let's just like, let's just bowl cut it." Like, let's just, you know, let's just <laughs> F this up, you know? Like, I don't know what they were thinking. It was, it's crazy. Like, the menus are so bad. Looking yeah. for camos, 
there's there's like 150 camos in the game and they're in two rows two two columns and they're in like 150 rows or like <laughs> split the difference 75 rows something like that it's you just side scroll on the bottom of your screen for forever also if you scroll uh it scrolls past like it jumps like categories because there's like the fun category there's the tiger category there's the dragon um, category dra there's yeah. the it scrolls like past the fun in the in the dragon and goes right to the snake camos and it's like bro i wanted to look at the the fun category like why'd you scroll so far like calm down hey by the way did you notice that they added uh the gas stations that you can just drive your vehicle up to it if it's damaged or out of fuel and just fill back up and repair your vehicle so you can continue on down the road i heard about that that seems pretty interesting it's weird so you can run over a whole bunch of people, get shot by a rocket launch, your vehicle's like really damaged, pull up to a gas station, you hear a ding, like a bell, bing, all of a sudden your vehicle's just getting repaired and your fuel's getting refilled. It's very Just put strange. some gas in it, man. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should probably move on from DMZ and Warzone. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the game that uh, at least three people here have played, Rise Ragnarok. Zero Dawn, oh. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry. Damn, is that not one. what we were going to talk about? Oh, so I we were going to talk about Miles Morales. Horizon <laughs> 1 done would be more relevant. That's true. That's true. Aloy and all of her good, good friends. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, got a four Ragnarok. Got a five. Got a five. Man, it doesn't sound nearly as good. <laughs> Although I hear the game's not nearly as good, so. <laughs> got him. Oh. <laughs> if anybody wants to take the reins, I don't know. Go I for am... it. I'm loving this game. It's fantastic. I I want to say it's better than the first one, just right off. I think already. Not finished with it yet, so it could get worse. <laughs> but I feel like the they they play it very safe in the beginning and it's basically identical to the first game. Mm -hmm. And they just, just keep on <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like the the beginning of this game can almost just be like you're playing you just didn't stop playing the first game. You're and going down the absolutely. mountain. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just a expansion or an epilogue or something, and then they just keep on rolling out little twists on the formula and new mechanics, and they just keep on doing that. And every time something new happens, I'm like, man. Are they going to like end this game anytime soon or are they just going to keep on doing new stuff? I don't know. Because I was told by the internet it's supposed to be like a 30-hour game and I'm 41 hours into it and I don't feel like I'm near the end. Well, I also just checked before we got on to see how far Caleb is. And he's 35 hours in. And at some point he passed me. Because it's actually kind of interesting. PlayStation used to tell me what quest you're on. And now it tells me hidden spoiler. Ah, so that's how I know you got past me at some nice. point. Cool. The time to beat currently says twenty-three hours for the main story. Wow. What's main Insanity. plus extras though? Uh, main plus extras is thirty-three hours. That's the one you really want, I think. That's true. Oh, so you're just like really slow, huh, Alex? I mean, that's how it always goes. I was about I to say. Like. I am like pretty slow course. compared to Caleb, but like, how far do you think you are, Caleb? Oh, I. I think I might be nearing the end. Yeah. I think I think there might be only one realm I have left, maybe two. Hmm. One or two realms though. That's going to take 
I mean, they take hours to do, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, uh, it depends on the realm, but yeah. So still, depends I don't understand where <laughs> these numbers are coming from online. Unless people are just like, main plus extras, like, sure, I'm doing the side quest, but I'm just like mainlining it or something. Mm. This is I a, don't know. 227 people have been polled for this. And the average, the median is, uh, you know, 33 and whatever hours, 33 hours, one minute right now. But the reviews yep. I'm seeing, they're just playing the main story. Like, it, I, they think they're doing the side quests, but I, everybody that I've read online has said that this game is just a theme park ride. And I'm like, well, that means that you've literally just gone through the main story. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're on rails because you're not doing any side stuff. Um, I think the side missions are, like, incredibly good quality. Like... On the, the on the level of something is... like The Witcher Three or something like, oh, they they put so much effort and story and character into these side missions so far. It reminds me of like a more fleshed out like um, Mass Effect Two side mission for the different characters, where you like learn a bunch mm. about the people mm. and that sort of thing. Really, really well done. I think main story has been excellent so far. Um, the combat in general, I think is, is great. I'm playing on give me no mercy. What, what difficulty are you guys playing on? No mercy. Yeah. No mercy. I mean, God of war, baby. Are you really you're playing? You're yeah. playing top end, man. I cannot imagine. I'm, sorry. How hard I'm, is a that? I'm a gamer. <laughs> so you know how it is. Uh, it's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. It ain't yeah. easy. Like frustratingly I, hard on occasion. Because I feel like um, No Mercy is the right spot. I feel like I hit the right spot on the there's, first guess. There's one enemy called The Hatred. Uh, the Hateful. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Hateful. Mm -hmm. Very frustrating. Um, I, I just like, spent like an hour fighting move, him before this. And I like parry it and I'm like, great, he's parried. So now he's stunned, right? And the game goes, oh, no, no, no. He's going to hit you now. Now Two you're more times. stuck. Yeah, now you're stuck in a parry animation like a fucking idiot. <laughs> so he's just gonna hit you two times. I'm like, oh okay, that's fair. That's reasonable. Fair enough, God of War. What was I thinking? Yeah, it really. I mean, it really forces you to learn the move sets, so you know what you, what options you have available to to each thing that they're gonna throw at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do on the topic of uh, the combat. I do still wish the con the camera was maybe a little dip, 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 pulled back, <laughs> or if I could at least swing in one direction and maybe look in a different one, just I so that like way the when there's like five guys, I can be like, "Who's over there? What's that guy doing? Is he gonna hit me?" Yeah, I feel like I get blindsided. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the indicators like it looks like it's pointing back behind you, and it's like pointing off in the opposite direction. I sometimes I get lost with the indicators. Like sometimes it'll be like, oh yeah, you're definitely gonna get hit, so I'll dodge, and he's like ten miles away. Yeah, like and he like wasn't still even charging close. for the ranged attack. Yeah, he hasn't even like, launched it yet. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! I was doing like a fun combo, and now I'm done, and I'm not close. Yeah, like <laughs> that, that is frustrating. The the fights with a bunch of people, you do it does feel like you have to manage positioning a lot. Yep, and that's like part of the challenge. You have to make sure you, you maintain complete awareness of the battlefield. And I guess they are artificially making that more difficult by having the camera closer, but 
still yeah, feel like I, that's like an intentional challenge point, not like a potentially. But like to me, the challenge is keeping up your combo and dodging attacks, not. I th- I feel like it just slows combat down, I think is what it comes mm. down to, because I'm like, I'm wailing on this guy and I've got like a good combo going and I can even like kind of switch between multiple targets. But then that indicator comes up and it's not like, oh, maybe I can time a parry. It's I don't know what's over there. So I guess I'm just dodging. I'm going to stop this combo, dodge, hit someone else two times. Indicator pops up. Got to dodge again because I can't see him. Yeah. And you even have to whip around if you want to actually parry it. And that's right. hard to do. It's hard yeah, to whip around and then pay yeah. something that's already coming at you. I mean, it's it's not the end of the world. No. But I do wish it was different. I will say, I think the combat arenas are a lot better in this than they are in the first one. I feel like in the first one, they felt like there were little pockets where combat happened. And in this one, it feels like enemies are kind of more spread out through the areas. And they're not all confined to just little arena spaces. God, dude, the fact that you start with the Blades of Chaos. <laughs> so when you want to like move around the battlefield, it's just like, oh, you want to get up that ledge? Great, push circle, you're up there. Mm. Oh, is that yeah. enemy kind of far away? There's like a group of them. Pull yourself in with the fucking chains and do the fun combat part. I feel like there's a lot. It, it, it increases your mobility a lot. Very much so. It yeah. does, yeah. Even just for traversal, it does too. It makes yeah. a lot of the boring climbing bits way faster when you can just grapple up to the top of it. Man, I'm, I'm just glad we still have the, the bits where you get to crawl. You get to, like, <laughs> crouch through a narrow passage. Thank God that's still in. There yeah. is still a bit of climbing. Be still my heart. They still <laughs> really, really are dedicated to this single, like, uncutting shot, so they have to hide loads and all that. Yes, so bitch, I bought a PS5. There shouldn't be any loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, game's still out on PS4 though, so that's true. Those plebs can crawl that. through passages. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like just... Cyberpunk did. I have <laughs> noticed. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the sections where you like travel between realms and you have to walk on the tree, mm-hmm. and like before in that game, you would have to like run forever, and eventually a door would appear. Up here, they they seem to artificially extend that. In order to get the story beat they want to do during that yeah. out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then as soon as people are done talking, the door appears. Yeah, it just waits for the dialogue to be done. Yeah, because like you can go to like some place where nobody's going to talk. You can go to like uh, Niflheim or whatever, and it'll just show up like right in front of where you spawn. Yep. So I'm like, That's all right, nice. they are loading a lot faster on PS5. It's just they're going to, you know, design story and load times around. The, the weakest parts of their system and cinematic experience. Yeah. I've also really enjoyed the boss fights in this game. I think they've been the boss, there's excellent. man, there are some sick boss fights. There are some really cool boss fights. Well, like the first one is just a big bear. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes. Big bear time. It's the real yeah. are we well I guess I won't say that. The cause of the worst boss fights is no longer in this one, as far as I'm aware. Cause. The first game, you fought Balder 50 times. Oh, and Balder okay. yeah. is the worst. Hmm. Every boss fight with him is the worst boss fight <laughs> in the first game. And as far as I know, he's not in this one. So, yay, everybody wins. <laughs> Fuck Balder. <laughs> yeah. 
if he shows up as the final boss fight for some I didn't, reason, I didn't really mind him in the first game, but I know that was a sticking point with some people. Oh my god, I just I hated all of his boss fights. I thought they were so miserable. I think pretty much all the boss fights are designed better than the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Even the mini bosses are like super good and fun. Yeah, they I haven't got fought some... a single troll yet. Mm, well, mm. uh oh. <laughs> um, even even some of the gimmick, more gimmicky boss fights are still really good, really well done. Yeah. I think. And there's there's so much. There's so many twists and like mechanic additions that are all spoilers that we can't really yeah directly talk about. But there's just so much that they do to expand on the systems from the first game. It's so satisfying, I think, just seeing it all come together. And also this, I mean, they've said that this is like a two game series. It's not going to be a trilogy. So mm-hmm. presumably this is going to like the story is going to wrap up. In a satisfying way as well, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> oh boy. And then <laughs> what do we do? Wood. I don't know. Yeah. There's already been like some references to like Egyptian mythology, so like maybe they do like another oh short series gosh. in Egypt or something. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. If Kratos gets another dead wife, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they do a I... mythology that's not also done in Assassin's Creed? <laughs> Are there any left? Christianity, (laughs) let me fight God. (laughs) I mean, you could you could go into so many different mythologies that I mean, you could do like Incan mythology. That'd be fun. There's not a lot of games about that, you know, like Mesoamerica kind of mythology of stuff. That that's different. Just going to Assassin's Creed hasn't done that. Just going to the Wikipedia page of a uh, list of mythologies. There are hundreds in here. Uh, and there's only like 50 Assassin's Creed games. So I guess, yeah, they got to waste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. They, they haven't used a mythology that a good Assassin's Creed game has done yet. <laughs> so it's totally fine. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's oh, man, there's solid Assassin's Creed games. There's so many in here. Incan, Aztec, Mayan, all of the North American, uh, Native American tribes. Yep. There's man, there's a whole a lot of, of different Polynesian ones that are different. You oh, got yeah. it. They also don't like the God of War games don't just follow the mythology. They kind of use it as a base and then change True. pretty True. much most things. Just right. <laughs> I remember that being how, the whatever they want to do. They kind of just like mold the story to fit like what yeah. Kratos is experiencing. Like, like Kratos' son is Loki. What? That, yeah. that, that's not in the mythology. That's cool. The base though. is always kind of there, right? Because Loki's always the son of a giant. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. But the basis is still there. Yeah. So they like, they take it and they just mold it to fit how they f- they feel like they want to do it. Because Kratos that way, isn't you know, even in a mythology, right? And he's just a made up no, character for he's, the game. He's just, a, he's just an angry man that they made up. Okay. Just an angry <laughs> man. <laughs> he is like very much, maybe even more so in this game like got his anger under control and like contemplative of life (laughs) and philosophy (laughs) it's it's interesting to see yeah i don't know i don't know how much more we can talk about this game without yeah getting into spoilers but like how how far do you think you are jake you're pretty good ways in um 
I'm maybe like five hours. Oh, okay. So like barely. You might not even have not seen like most of the changes then. Hmm. Because it takes a while. Pretty much the same. I like I said, so grateful to get those secondary weapons in almost (laughs) immediately. It is nice to be able to swap between them and keeps the combat flowing. There's this really Mm -hmm. nice perk where like if you have an enemy frosted, fire attacks do more, and if they're burning, frost attacks do more. So it's like, hey, you know how you have a frost weapon and a fire weapon that we handed you? Switching between them is really smart, actually. The one thing I don't like about that is that it's like impossible to build a status on a boss. They just don't yeah. get statused. Yeah, that's true. Which is annoying. There's a yeah. spider hovering from my ceiling. Oh, oh my god. No way. Gotta get it. I will say I used the blades a ton in the first game and I've like barely touched them in this game. I think the, I used the, the blades axe. for all of like two minutes in the first yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. The I axe is so good. Axe. It's so good. It feels it's really so, good. The, whoever did the sound design on the, on the hilt of the axe hitting the palm of your hand when it returns oh, yeah. is just like, I, Very whatever visceral. that man asked to be paid, pay them, pay them. <laughs> Yeah, the the first game, they didn't introduce the blades until late, and it was like a nostalgia thing, and I was like, this is sick, I'm back in God of War, got the blades again, and I just like used them kind of the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And then now that you got them from the beginning, and you don't have like that impact, I'm like, yeah, I can see how like the combat system is is like really designed around this axe for the most part, with like key elements that they want you to use the blades for as well. Like blades are blades are pretty good crowd control. It's good for status effects. It's good for like what Jake was saying, like switching back and forth if you get somebody frosted or whatever mobility stuff. Axe is sick though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty okay. much all I got. Okay. Uh well let's move on. We'll talk a couple things in film. Uh, first and foremost, let me let me just start off with: Has anybody else in here watched Andor besides me? Uh, Owen, what? I know you have. Did you guys talk anybody about this two weeks Owen? ago, Owen? Sir, it's okay. so good. Can, can I just say here? Th- all right, this is what I think: Andor is the best Star Andor Wars TV what? show ever made. Yeah. Oh wow. Thousand percent. Um, here's wow. here's why I believe this. If first of all, if you have not watched it, go watch it. It is absolutely worth watching. It's an incredible show. It doesn't have enough viewers right now. Like I think people have just been disappointed in Star Wars stuff recently, and so they're like, you know what? Whatever. Recently I don't really so. care about this show. Recently. Um, <laughs> I think uh, if you liked Rogue One, you will love this show. It is mm-hmm. everything that Rogue One is and better. It has the bleak tone, the color grading matches, the visuals are absolutely insane in every episode. Uh, oh yeah. The storyline feels significantly more mature than a lot of star wars shows like it has uh the stakes seem incredibly higher it's a lot more violent it's darker it's scarier there's a lot of, like heavy questions like every episode between the character interactions which i think are fantastic um the casting phenomenal choices on casting of course diego luna is amazing stellan skarsgård plays an incredible <laughs> His his role in this show is just great. And then oh, it's Denise so Gao, who plays one of the main investigators for the Empire, absolutely nails her role. It's just phenomenal. The casting's great. Um, and all of the characters they play, their motivations are so consistent. 
You can go from like episode to episode. It's not like, well, I don't know. I've changed the way I feel about this today because I talked to like one person and they made a really good point. So I've changed all these underlying motivations about my character. That does not happen in this show. People are just very consistent. Um, it doesn't pander at all to Star Wars nostalgia. There is like no, like everything from the main storylines of Star Wars does not exist in this. Like it, it's like part of the greater universe, essentially. Uh, all that stuff exists on the outside, but this is very much just like a story that's happening alongside all of it. And I think my favorite part is that this show, more than anything I've ever watched from Star Wars, focuses on the Empire being the bad guys. <laughs> There's always been this like idea of like, oh, the Empire did nothing wrong. They actually had this like really great society where they kept all these people employed and had all of these industries throughout all these worlds and galaxies. And they're actually the good guys and... The, the Rebel Alliance are just terrorists blowing things up and causing problems. Oh, sure, maybe the Sith is bad, but the Jedi are fighting them. That's kind of on the side, though. The Empire's not bad. This show flips mm -hmm. that on its head so mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. I, if you don't walk away from the show hating the Empire, there's something wrong with you. Just inherently <laughs> wrong with you. They do an incredible job of making everybody in the Empire look feel and act like they have power and everybody who's underneath them essentially they're just nothing they're meaningless they're like meat to the machine and that's what the whole show feels like every every character that's not you know working for the empire employed by the empire doing something for the empire just feels like they're just getting pooped on all the time 24 it's just awful bad experience for them oh yeah like um it, it goes into uh, you know, ha the problems of a police state. It goes into mm -hmm. uh, the philosophy of a rebellion. It goes into um, issues of um, uh, imperialism. It goes into issues of colonization. It goes into issues of um, uh, forced slave labor. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying, like, they go, they do so much Which talking so about. Little with so little yeah it's it's really and i will say if you're like oh i gotta alex i always think about this when i think about you because you always wait until a story is done before you go watch it you do not have to do this with andor uh primarily because this show is basically broken up into like four main just like digestible story arcs it's just part of a bigger story but like yeah, you can go watch I've heard that three episodes and you're done you you have watched the prison arc. Go watch three episodes. You've watched the heist arc. You watch three oh, episodes. You've watched the preparation arc. arc. Um, I've heard it described as like this show is basically just like four really good Star Wars movies. Yeah. Yes. It is. I I can't say enough good things about the show. It is so good. It is so effectively done. And I'm I feel so bad that they have such low viewership because I'm a little worried they're gonna cancel after season two and I, I know that season two is already greenlit and they're moving forward with it but they're well behind other series in terms of viewership and audience at the moment which is sad because it's just it's infinitely so much better than half of what disney plus is putting out in Man. general like i i would recommend this over so much of that content because it's it is just so good of the content that's there it is beautiful it is, it is wonderfully acted i mean they they're woo um <laughs> fucking woo is what he has to say woo. woo uh what is what is uh um andy circus's speech oh my gosh might possibly be one of the best speeches ever delivered on film period <laughs> 
Like, it is so fucking powerful that I was like, oh my god, this is so well done. Like, it is... It is so, uh, like, there are so many, if you like a, a, a movie or a show that you can just stop at any point in time and you're like, wow, that's a beautiful ass background, you know, uh, screensaver. Mm-hmm. This is a movie, like, mm-hmm. this is a show for you because that is every single shot. You could just pause it and just be like, wow, this is, this is gorgeous. I, this is just straight gorgeous. Like, you'd also like to say, you know, like, you think Diego Luna carries the show. I mean, he... He's really good, but he does not care. Like every actor that they cast for the show is phenomenal. And you, you're introduced to some in some story arcs. Some of them go away. They introduce new characters. And I mean, it's like a very dynamic show where you don't really have to like. Again, you can kind of digest it in three episode arcs, and every arc is really good in its own right. Really unique in in the writing and feel. Again, I I will stand by it. I think this is this is the best Star Wars show ever made. Yeah, like it's it's so good yeah, and like, it does such a good job. Than Clone Wars, that one. That's <laughs> something Aaron hasn't watched. I um, have not watched Clone Wars. I I would say it's better than Clone Wars because at least with I I think it's better than Clone Wars because this gives also a lot of the gray in between uh, a lot more. Um, uh, nuance than what Clone Wars is like. Cl- Clone Wars does pretty much just be like, hey, here are the good people, here are the bad people. Occasionally, there's like a couple of episodes that are just like, hey, even the bad people can be good and even the good people can be bad. <laughs> but like, there's so much of this that you're just like, uh, seeing Saul Guerrero specifically because he's in Clone Wars and he's in this, and seeing his character in this you don't know to trust him. Like, in Clone Wars, you're like, oh, yeah, he's the rebel fighter. Like, you gotta support him. Come on, Anakin, help him out. But, like, when you're watching this, you're like, I don't fucking trust this dude. Like, (laughs) Forrest Whitaker does such a good job with it that I was like, I know I should be rooting for him. But he's so sketchy that I believe Mm -hmm. he's going to kill half of the people that I like in the show in a heartbeat. I I think that... If, if if I were to like say like what what really drives this, if you could take this story and remove all references to Star Wars, it would still be an absolutely incredible oh, yeah. TV show. You literally well, the, need nothing from Star Wars for this to deliver. The director purposely pointed out that he took out because like Disney Plus was like, oh yeah, you should throw in some references to like other Star Wars properties, and he was like, nah. Yeah, I'm he's like, I don't, it. I don't think Star Wars is written well. Yeah, he's like I'm, he's like i'm not Bro. doing easter eggs like None i'm not it. i'm making my st- my story and this is gonna be my story of what happens and it fits in canonically and whatever but he's like he's not sitting there just being like oh yeah look at all of this stuff in the background and that's a reference to this episode of re- like fuck that it's just he's just yeah. telling his story and it's good i i will show yeah, i kind of just i kind of wish it wasn't good. based on characters that we know that end of their story i mean there are some characters in it that you don't know the end of their story and you can root for them at least literally all of them except for one you know the end of one character story in this entire show yeah you know what happens to andor but you don't know what like what happens to vel what happens to solver errors in it so we know oh well sure He's he's he shows up a character that was on screen for all of like two minutes. 
Oh, is he not used that much? Because I was kind no. of excited because no. I felt like he was underused it was so in Rogue short. One. I mean, it was uh, just like... Force Whitaker is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Like, and yeah. it's, it's also really cool uh, to hear... Like, just to see the puzzle pieces of the Rebellion putting into place and things. Man. Like, Saul Guerrero has a point where he's talking about all of these other um, groups, but he never calls it the Rebellion. Like, he's like, oh, Separatists and, uh, you know, Pirates and... Like, he's he's got all of these different names uh, for... for um, all of these different groups and stuff, and you start kind of seeing how you have all of these pockets, and they start kind of co like coming together to form a specific group uh, against the Empire. And it's not just like, oh, here's a team of 30, here's a team of 10, here's a team of four. You know, you start kind of seeing it all, like, meld. Uh, and that's happening in the background. That's not even, like, the point of the show. Like, you just kind of accidentally see some of that going on because other characters are doing things. Like, Mon Mothma, every scene with her is so so good and it is amazing because it on paper it is the the most boring plot line i could ever imagine of just being it's like literally all politics. politics that's it it's just yeah, it's just it's like politics, politics and trying to bankroll rebellion and yeah. you know you're yeah. like that doesn't sound that cool but like it is amazing to see how they make that actually like oh it's no like it's episode actually... two i was actually Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh I was actually trying to figure out if there was like a character in this show that I didn't like, and I can't think of one. I I, uh, I think I genuinely like every single character in this show. I, I even I the ones that suck, even the ones that yeah. are like like uh, Cyril, who plays one of the main investigators. You meet him like in the very first episode. He's Cyril Card, absolutely awful guy. But you're like, you know what? For some reason, you root for him. I don't know why. He's well cast. He does. He delivers. I. Just an excellent show. Yeah. Go watch it, is what I'm saying. That's yeah, the end. Please do. Go watch this no, show. You can, I mean, you can like characters that you don't root for, too. I mean, that's true. Good villains, good... Yeah, I liked Walter uh, White. Heck yeah. yeah. Actually, not anymore. If you... Uh, <laughs> Better Call Saul <laughs> came out, man. Better Call Saul. You, like, you found uh, more of the story. Um, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, Gus... Right, uh, uh, I forget his last name, but in Gus in, in Breaking Bad, uh, the That's yeah. Um, but if you like him and just how he like can com uh, how uh, like he can just command scenes without saying a single word, you'll like fuck <laughs> you'll like Andor. There's a lot of that in there. Chad, one of the uh, one of the reviews for this is Andor is the better call Saul of Star Wars. Oh, he's gone. Chad just literally <laughs> walked away. <laughs> no, he's you. gone. <laughs> no. Interesting. Chad, you're wow. The important part is one of the headlines for a review for this is Andor is the better better call Saul of Star Wars, flawless and ignored. Oh. Chad's I like, watch I watch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Okay. All right. That's enough on Andor. Go watch it. If you're listening to this, go watch it. Just I mean, watch it. Just I'll watch watching. it if you watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. I'm it watching it's, it's Better Call Saul in like a week because I'm 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 literally watching the last season of Breaking Bad right now for the first time ever, and so oh. I'm wrapping that up, and then I'm going to Better Call Saul. So Wait, is that on our list? 
I'm they really also watch ad- House of Dragons. I mean, Good I would show. like to, but the, also the other problem is Yellowstone season five just debuted last week. Oof! I wish I could re- relive watching Better Call Saul. I could just mind erase like whole, that segment. Is that like a whole season dropped, or you got like one episode? Uh, you know what? I think it is just no, no. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's three episodes. It's three episodes. They had like an oh, army. three episodes. They did like the head start thing. They're like, hey, hey, check it out. Get people involved. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, this is this is why I was late to the podcast. I went to go see Wakanda Forever. Oh, um, you were like, I have a pre-scheduled appointment I have to make it to, but screw those guys. Okay. They can yeah. wait. <laughs> I mean, I got back from the movies at 6 o'clock, and I still had to eat dinner. So I was like, like we can't I talk don't have time for this shit. <laughs> Inappropriate. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know this movie was out yet. Uh, hey, it's out. Hey, don't go see it. Uh, just, really? Just, oh, just wow. I did not expect that. I didn't either. That is the opposite of what I expected. It I was. Think, I think we can't say that. We're all white on this podcast, so we can get canceled. It was fun. <laughs> it was enjoyable to watch. It's not very good. Like, if you're looking at the sequels in the MCU, uh, I feel like this is leaning towards... Um, dark world more than no 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 no, 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 no way no there's no I mean, way dark world is I'm anybody shocked at this? this moment though like phase four has not been very good, been good. they've yeah, been kind of like sli- slipping huh there's like, a couple not, things that have come out that have been good dark world it's better than Damn avengers them. 2 but like uh i i would not say that it's it's great you know like i came into this because you know black panther 1 super good and i was like all right sequel to this gonna be dope as hell and i was watching through it and i was like hey none of this shit makes any sense if you <laughs> ever think about it for more than five seconds of what's going on and it, there is I like there is most marvel movies <laughs> Like, like it was, it was so weird. Of like, they went back through the revenge plot line from the first movie, and you're like, "Hey, we we did this of like vengeance consuming you is a bad thing. We did this, we did this beat already. Like, this isn't anything new." And then like you got Riri Williams like making her, uh, you know, Iron Man suit thing out of a box of scraps and then trying to go like on an altitude test to see how high she could go. And I'm Is like, she in a cave though? Because if she's not in a cave, it's not done. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've, I feel like I've seen this movie before. It was enjoyable, but it, it, like it just, there were so many issues that I had with it that I couldn't recommend this movie as much as like, um, other anything else in phase one through phase three like Uh, go go watch go watch you know the the recent spider-man go watch um, uh good one that's phase four right yeah that one was phase four uh i don't think so that's not phase four is it yeah i'm pretty sure that was that was phase four okay i was just about to say i stand corrected there's absolute garbage in phase four with the exception of shang chi i think that's actually a very good movie i like shang chi a lot but i didn't realize that the new but that's also tom holland and like yeah it's amazing it doesn't matter what they do but it's, yeah it's gonna be great absolutely i like multiverse of madness i know yeah, people multiverse, have yeah, yeah. Multiverse of madness sorry that's not the really name of that good. movie they changed the name yeah it's it's uh wanda featuring wanda. doctor strange yeah, yeah that's right that's right yeah like there, there's the multiverse just madness. other if, if you're if you're looking for I mean, mcu content i i'd say elsewhere and also like yeah. it's just it's just weird things of like 
the plot relevant point of the first movie is how like you know you can't cut through vibranium like vibranium is a solid thing and then someone just like spears somebody in a black panther suit and you're like amazing hey you can't do that that's like <laughs> literally an entire point of the fight in the first one is that like you can't do that and then they just like are like fuck it we're gonna do let them do it this time do they because... do it with vibranium at least <sighs> yeah so it's vibranium v vibranium that's okay right okay. At least that's well, how they're doing it. The two vibranium suits in the first movie could not penetrate each other, and the entire reason you had to wait for the maglev train, right, was was to was to have the vibranium not work, and so I like, guess that's because true, the suits yeah. just kept bouncing off. All each right, other so and... if you think about it for five seconds, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, if, if you think about this movie for five seconds and. Almost none of it makes sense. But if yeah. you do, if you just like want to have a good roller coaster ride, this is a good roller coaster ride. You're going to have a good time with it. It's a great grab some popcorn, be like, wow, this is cool. Uh, but then if you try to think about it anymore, I don't want to like ruin stuff in this movie, yeah. but like there's stuff that I felt was like, it, 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 like there is, uh, how do I say <laughs> things without ruining it? Guys, I just, no. this makes me realize that Marvel really just missed the mark. On Phase Four films, Black Widow, yeah. Shang Chi. Okay, Shang Chi. Sure. Eternals. Which... What a pile of trash! I feel like Black Widow. I Awful. I feel like Black Widow was decent if it came out, like when Civil War did, or maybe right. maybe mm -hmm. further back, like Winter Soldier era. That would be great. That'd be a great movie. Because like... like it adds to the story of like what's happening, but like it doesn't yeah. make sense where it's located. So like, if it came oh. out chronologically, it'd been it'd have been received way better. I think. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, excellent movie. Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. mm, super eh, good. Mm. Thor: Love and Thunder, garbage. I think nope. also. Yeah, I wouldn't the... say garbage. Not. I uh, yeah, say I would not Thor call movie. that one garbage. It's uh, not as good. Do you think as it's Ragnarok. the worst Thor movie? No, no. It's the second have best, second Thor worst Thor movie. The Thor movies don't have a great track record. The first one's okay. The second one's terrible. Yeah. The third one's good. Yeah, mm. the third one's really good, and the fourth one is slightly less good. So, still the Man, second best Slightly Thor movie. less good. It's yeah. significantly less good. Yeah. But it's better. I, I, It's probably better than one and two. Wow, I think it's better I mean, than one. Watch a, watch a video on why Love and Thunder wasn't as good, and whoever directed it didn't have... Taika? Yeah, Taika? He, did, he didn't have uh, the liberty... Uh, of just doing everything on um, Ragnarok, he could mm. he had like creative ideas that he put like threw at the wall, and he had a team basically that was like, yeah, yeah, some of these are good, some of these are bad, uh, and and Love and Thunder, he was just like threw everything at the wall, and yeah, more specifically, like you could really see it in the theater scene where like if you actually watch the theater scene in Ragnarok, it actually expands on characters, it like shows like great development in like Loki and Thor, um. It, it expands on the world it, like it's really good and then everybody like everybody loved that scene that scene was like incredible and then he does a theater scene again in love and thunder but it doesn't really do anything it's just yeah. there to be it's there. an homage to the previous one yeah and it's just like this is kind of dumb yeah but I, yeah i mean i'm, I'm uh, gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it i think taika is hit and miss like just period on the things Dang. that he directs and his stories. He really I think, said it. 
I, I think it. he's hit and miss. I don't think he's like the golden child of directing as a lot of people think he is. And he's like, oh yeah, Taika Waititi's story. How could it be bad? And I was like, I don't know, man. I've seen some of his stuff. Like, some of it is not um, as amazing as you want it to be. Like, somebody described him as an ideas guy, but he needs somebody to hold him back. Deliver. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when he's off his chain, when he has no li- like no filter and no limit. I don't think he works well. I think you need a filter to yeah. to condense what his good thoughts are and and make those work. He's your, he's a guy you want in the room to brainstorm what's about to be in this movie, and then you want the team of intelligent people that like wow can, can creatively <laughs> navigate. Holy Take crap, that dipshit Taika! Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, look at look at Love and Thunder and tell me I'm wrong. Oh man, what's funny is like. Some of his other stuff he's delivered so well on. It's just like such a night. Like you're right. Yeah, but in those I, other things, did he have complete creative liberty, or was there a team behind him? I'm pretty. I feel like he probably had complete creative liberty over um, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sure. JoJo. JoJo Rabbit. Yeah, like JoJo. JoJo. He. That was just him. And it. It's a movie. I laughed at it. It's very it's excellent. Weird. It's excellent. <laughs> Actually, I haven't seen that one. I really enjoy Jojo Rabbit. You should, yeah, I was gonna say go see it, but it's very weird. Yeah, go and there see are parts it. of Don't it that see you're it just your like, <laughs> yeah, go somewhere else to see it. Go. You, you come over here and watch it. Go, Caleb. Right. Leave. Leave some friends. Get some go popcorn. Leave. <laughs> oh my gosh. She asked the other day, it's like, is that just a thing that's gonna come up like every time we hang out? Oh, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. It's forever. I was like, yeah, it's similar to the my brain's not communicating with me, you know. <laughs> For people not in or all of our inside jokes, this is a reference to when we went out drinking and finally got back late at night and Caitlin stumbled out of the side of the car and was on all fours and we were like, what's that? And then she just goes, leave. <laughs> leave. She like, oh my she God. So we, had to, funny, we had to walk she away. like in a wave. Like, yeah, leave. It's like, leave. Man. It's great. It's fantastic. Good stuff. Good times. <laughs> All right, so I guess to wrap up the important things, uh, go watch Andor. Mm-hmm. Watch Wakanda Forever Andor if you what? want. If you want, like, uh, Andor, funny. <laughs> uh, watch House of Dragons. It's really good. That's what I hear. It's watch decent. Good. Actually, I we've not like, talked about it on the podcast. I feel like the last or three episodes bring uh, into, like, all right, fi- this is finally starting to become, like, Game of Thronesy. The rest of it was just kind of like, I could sleep through this, and it wouldn't matter. Mm. Oh, mm. it so matters. We haven't talked about oh, man. the rings. No, huh. let's not talk about it, guys. <laughs> just gonna make, you guys are gonna make me I sad. I kind of wanted to wait until like Aaron had seen them both, but he refuses. So <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I keep on, I keep on leaving it off the notes. And okay, well, you know what? I'll just binge it. How many I... episodes are we talking about? Ten. It's a lot of binging. Yeah, just take <laughs> ten hours out of your day. And... Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have that. I definitely have that. I mean, you don't have like a van to work on or anything, right? No, <laughs> no, not at all. It's also like too cold play, to go out. Past, you do like, just sometimes seven. do that though, because like occasionally you'll just be like, "Yeah, I played through the entire campaign of this game." Well, if you're talking yeah. Call of Duty, that was only five like, hours. Oh. Uh, first of all, cool. if you played on lame difficulty levels, mm, I get it's... out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go beat it on realism just to show you. Up. Bet, do it. Do it. Get out of yeah. here. I got guns a lot. The only reason Aaron didn't beat it on realism is because it didn't let him. 
You can't <laughs> play on realism until you beat it on one of the other difficulties. Uh, right. So I'm not going to go back and play the campaign that I've already played on a harder difficulty. Like, I guess I could, but I don't know that. No, but you would have selected yeah, don't that. Don't say that like you, you didn't do that with Doom. Get out of here. I did sure. it with Doom, Doom because special. I love Listen, that Doom is his Souls game, okay? <laughs> Doom, Doom is it, special. Doom is has a special place in my heart. Uh, Call of Duty controller. campaigns do not have a special place in my heart. They're cool. <laughs> they did some really freaking cool things in the campaign that I was very impressed by, but not replayable to me. Whatever. Anyway, we should probably end this podcast. Yeah. Um, now that I know where the grenade launcher is <laughs> on that one level, like, flawless. I'm just going to whip through it. Flawless. <laughs> Flawless. I don't know how long did it take you to figure out where that grenade launcher was. I mean, you're you're talking about when it's mounted on the side of the truck. It wasn't though. Oh no, it's leaning. It's leaning on the other no. side. Where's it at? That's on the Wait, back of Price. Oh, oh yeah, I got right. I got that like immediately. That's right. No, I missed it because there's other guns Are mounted on the side me? of the truck, and I'm like, yeah. I'm seeing the guns. I'm who, like, there is. Who is you going to there? say grab the the grenade launcher, and then you look around and see all these weapons mounted, and it's just on his back. Why is he not just handing it to me? He's busy <laughs> yeah. shooting people. All right. I looked left. It wasn't there. I looked right. It wasn't there. I looked at price. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, it's on his back. And I grabbed it. F that. <laughs> <laughs> the secret is I'm always looking at his back. Yep. Oh, <laughs> wow. He's kind of leaned over with his butt sticking out a little bit. He's like, hey, yeah. I the grenade launcher. Yeah. <laughs> you won't. Oh, it's that yeah, time kind of Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> time time the cigars. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll see celebrate you again later. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. See ya. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>